What's up, world? It's me, Isaac Sanicetos. Some of y'all may know me personally. Others of y'all may not have no fucking clue who I am. Shit, I don't blame you. I barely have a clue who I am to begin with. Um, some of y'all might even be my students, especially the ones that I just met this semester, at which case I want to welcome, whatever the case might be, I just want to welcome y'all to the first of my own podcast. Uh, this is something I've been wanting to do for a long time, but I've been a little bitch. I never got around to it because I was scared. Scared for a lot of reasons, mostly because, uh, you know, I was a little insecure and I might thought to myself, you know, my students seem to like what I have to say for the most part. But, oh, my God, the fear of taking these thoughts and sending them out to the world outside of the audience that is being that had to pay to be in my classroom and hear what I have to say. Right. It's a little daunting task. This idea that, you know, maybe maybe the people outside of my classroom aren't going to like what I have to say. <gasps> and I let the fear paralyze me to such a way where it took me forever to get around to do this. And I finally did, thankfully, because I came to the conclusion that A, most likely no one cares and B, who gives a fuck for the ones that do, right? And I guess I care a little bit about the ones that give a fuck, specifically the ones that are employing me. That's another thing that kept me from doing it for so long. But after a while, I started to realize, you know, I love El Paso Community College. I love the Doña Ana Community College, but at the end of the day, shit, I thought this was America, man. I thought I had freedom of speech. I thought I could say whatever I wanted to say. At least that's what I thought to myself. And so I realized that, yo, you're really going to talk all that shit about being free? Then you have to act free. You know what I'm saying? And if you're letting something like the fear of the repercussion from your employers out of them hearing you say words like fuck shit and the like, right? keep you from doing a podcast well i mean are you really free dog or is your actions being controlled by an external force and if that's the case what do you think makes you qualified to be in a classroom telling students that they are victims of a society for example that is controlling their very actions and that they should fight through this if you yourself are unwilling to do the same uh, this idea of hypocrisy coming on my behalf and certainly others, uh, as you'll see as the podcast continue, because this is not going to be a one-off deal. There's going to be plenty of people to come on to my little show that I got going on here. And some of them are going to be philosophy professors from EPCC. Ooh, but it's not just going to be me, right? And I think they can attest to the fact of hypocrisy as well. This idea that we stand up there pontificating about all these things that we think other people should be doing with their lives. Meanwhile, we ourselves are most likely not doing them, right? Uh, but we got to crawl before we ball, baby. We'll work our way up. And before we get there, I guess a, a better way to start with this is to explain even why I wanted to do a podcast in the first place. And the idea is, well, it's simple to an extent, although it's certainly very, that's my dog over there trying to get into his bed. I apologize for the, for, for any sound that might've caused in the background. But, um, yeah, the idea of why I wanted to do a podcast, it, it, it's layered, right? Um, first and foremost is this you know i just always have a lot to say dog like i know it might sound strange for those of you all who know me a little personally maybe if you're my student it might not sound strange at all you're like dude this, all this dude does is talk right um but for those of you who know me on a personal level i'm actually a really quiet and reserved individual um and it's not because you know when i'm around it's not that i don't want to talk and it's not that i don't feel as though i can relate it's just that my entire life, I've just always been a quiet person for no other reason than I'm just observing. I'm listening, right? I just want to take in everything that people have to say, their actions, and I try to decipher them to the most fundamental level. 
And then I come back and I'm by myself and I try to deconstruct every little subtlety. Now, maybe part of that might be mental illness. I don't know what it is. Right. But I, I, I sit here and I fester in my solitude and I think to myself, shit, I wish I had fucking someone to talk to right now about all this. I wish I could have talked about it then. But I was so entranced in the moment trying to figure out what was going on that I just stayed quiet. Right. So uh, this had been going on for a long time. And I finally decided, you know what? I should just talk in open space. You know, I'm sitting here talking to myself anyways. I might as well sit down and record it. <laughs> so that's a primary reason why I decided to do the podcast, right? Um, a secondary reason and on some more real shit is because like, obviously I'm a philosophy professor. And the reason I'm a philosophy professor is because I, I love philosophy. I really do. Uh, you know, sometimes I lament this fact. I was like, damn, why couldn't I just want to be like a lawyer or something? Let's just make it easy. Right. And, you know, that possibility still exists one day further on down the road, possibly. But for now, the idea is that I, I mean, I'm genuinely convinced that philosophy is a powerful thing. And I genuinely believe that philosophy can save the world. In fact, part of my desire to do this is my insistence that not just philosophy man but an education in general is a supremely empowering thing in people's lives you know for lack of a better term and that with an education we could possibly change our lives for the better and not just our lives but the lives of other people around us as well shit i might even get a little more idealistic and say the whole world you know and i know this might sound self-congratulatory but i genuinely do believe that it starts with philosophy okay i mean philosophy is the foundation for everything Right. Uh, and in these interesting times that we find ourselves in, I just think philosophy is more needed now than ever for no other fact than I, I don't think. I, OK, let me let me let me be very careful here with what I'm about to say. Racist fuckheads definitely exist. There's no doubt about that. But I think the majority of what we're experiencing has less to do with outright racism and more to do with just flat out ignorance man i think people are just ignorant and it's it, it's not a knock on individual people per se some of y'all motherfuckers are just dumb there ain't no doubt about it right but not all y'all and definitely myself i'm dumb as fuck too don't get me twisted right um but i've been fortunate in the sense that i was able to study philosophy it's it's a very privileged thing i'll admit it straight up right and um I was fortunate that I was able to do so. So uh, ideally, ideally, I've been able to combat some of my ignorance through the practice of philosophizing. There's an interesting thing about philosophy that I think many students definitely don't understand their first time in the class. And that a lot of people who fancy themselves a philosopher who have never actually studied the, you know, the field of philosophy. It's this idea that it's, it's just sharing your thoughts and that it's just sharing your opinions. And I mean, that's part of it. That's part of it, right? It, 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 it's a part of it. But realistically, it, it's so much more than that, right? Uh, I always tell my students that the point of philosophy, it, at least for me, this, this is for me, okay? Because believe you me, everything that I'm about to say here in regards to not just my beliefs on philosophy in the next forthcoming sentences, but shit, throughout the entirety of this podcast, through the entirety of my whole little project that I'm doing right now, my... uh. Uh, the hood philosophy, all that kind of shit. Believe you me when I say it is not, <laughs> it is frowned upon in academic philosophy, right? But who cares? Fuck them, right? <laughs> so with that said, for me personally, 
the point of philosophy is not to teach people what to think. I always tell my students, yo, if you fucking leave my class and you leave only with ideas that I supposedly, you know, put into your head, if you were even to tell somebody, I believe this because my philosophy professor told me that this is the way that the world is. I have failed you as a professor, dog. And I am, I would be embarrassed because I'm not trying to teach you what to think. I'm not trying to indoctrinate nobody, right? There's enough of those indoctrination camps going on all around the world. And there are plenty of them that we're going to discuss because at the end of the day, I mean, this is a philosophy podcast, right? Nah, man, the point of philosophy is not to teach you what to think. The point of philosophy is to teach you how to think, right? And that more than anything is what I find we seem to be most lacking as, I mean, I don't even want to say a culture in a society because realistically, this is an issue that has plagued humans all the way up until 2018, 2019, right? We have this idea, for instance, that the world is going to shit. And it may be shit. I don't know. Right. Um, but I don't think that's the case. In fact, I actually take despite all my, you know, misanthropic tendencies and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I actually believe the world is a great place and I actually have faith in the future of humanity. Part of that has to do because of the technology, the Internet, et cetera, and so on and so forth, the connectivity that we seem to be experiencing. But it, it's not misguided, right, this, this belief. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not false optimism. Um, I think that for the first time ever in the course of human evolution, we all have access to education and knowledge that can, for the first time ever, teach us how to actually think critically that is not restricted to any sort of institutional force whether it be you know your ability to you know even go to school in the first place let's assume that this was like 50 years ago and you were a woman and you just straight up couldn't go to school how are you going to learn about philosophy if they're not even going to let you into school you might get lucky and be an autodidact teach yourself how to read and then teach yourself philosophy but the likelihood of that happening it's not going to happen it's very slim to none right the same could be said about, you know, minorities, people of color, et cetera, and so on and so forth. We weren't even allowed in schools back in the day, dog. So how in the world are we possibly going to learn to philosophize when they're not even going to let us in the place where all the philosophizing supposedly occurs to begin with, right? That, that, that's not the case anymore, right? That's not the case anymore. It's We're certainly still underrepresented and... It's undoubtedly a travesty, one that needs to, it certainly needs to be addressed. But it's no longer a barrier. It's no longer an absolute. These are obstacles that, for the most part, vary on an individual basis. The, I, basically, the idea, like, are, are you really willing to go to, you know, continue your education, say, in college, for example, right? What I think now the biggest problem is, is it's not the lack of access to information so much as it is the, the, the way that the information is being distributed, especially in the governing bodies that dictate how education is given to us in, in, in at least American society. And by that, of course, I mean the, the school system, man, the public school system, even private school system, even college, bro. Like this shit gets deep real quick. For those of you who had been who have been right. I just started it recently. I'm, you know, I'm gonna stay with it. But you know, uh, that Instagram account that I created, the ice nice underscore el profe, you'll see that my latest post was in regards to this assignment that I did with my students for the first time this semester. 
in which we try to give credit to, you know, philosophers. And we'll talk about that here shortly. But uh, the, what I'm trying to draw attention to is the words that were uh, written on the chalkboard, on the whiteboard, rather. Uh, they were uh, song lyrics for one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite all-time groups, hip-hop groups, Dead Prez, right? The name of the song, of course, being They Schools with the words they in scare quotes. Um I mean, I don't even know where to begin with this song, not because I don't know what to talk about it, but just because I have so much to say about it. If I'm being honest with you, the song Day Schools for the past eight years from the first time I've heard it is basically laid the foundation for the entirety of my academic career. I am deeply indebted to not just that one song in general, but the entirety of the album Let's Get Free by Dead Prez because it's been it's been hugely in, in, influential in my life, right? But the idea here, especially with this song, is that they schools, they ain't teaching a shit, bro. Like what they're teaching us, if we're following the logic from the 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 song from Dead Prez and also that which informed my assignment and the majority of my epistemology, really, is that they is a direct reference to the Europeans who came to this who came to this continent, Turtle Island, Anuak, whatever you want to call it, Ishaktitlan, right? And they imposed their understanding of the world, right? If we want to get real technical about it, we'll call it a epistemology. Just a fancy way for saying their, you know, epistemology and, and philosophy in general is just, you know, the, the the theory of knowledge, right? So in this particular instance, when we use the term epistemology, this is more from a rhetorical position. It's basically saying, you know, the way they think about the world, the way they here being these European people that came here and established what we academic folks like to refer to as the colonial project that is the United States of America, right? Now, I don't scare quote it because I don't believe it. I scare quote it because I know a lot of what I'm saying right now is it's fucking academic. It's academic ease, right? Like, but don't worry. The whole point of this podcast is to try to break that shit down to a fundamental level and, you know, hopefully try to disseminate it in such a way that we can all understand that without having to, you know, be fortunate enough to, you know, step foot onto uh, campus at a PhD doctoral level to learn all about this kind of stuff, right? Anyways, going back. They schools do not teach us our accurate history, for example. In this particular case, you know, I'll speak for the Dead Prez example, and then I'll go on to my example. For the Dead Prez example, I believe it's the first verse. He talks about how, you know, they only want to glorify Europeans claiming Africans were only three-fourths or three-fifths of human beings, Right. I remember learning about this myself when I was in elementary school and that shit was not that long ago. Okay. And, you know, even admittedly though that they were teaching it in such a way where it was like, well, this is what they used to think. The fact that they still had it in the textbooks alone makes you wonder it, it's still, you know, it's like a subtle form of psychological warfare almost where they're letting you know, like we don't no longer think this officially, but unofficially, we still think this enough to still put it in the textbook and hopes that it sinks in in such a way where you're still like, damn, I was only considered three fifths of a human being. Right now, that is assuming that you are an individual of African-American descent. OK, because, you know, I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but at least they address the struggle of African-Americans in the United States of America. Right. People like myself, Chicanos, Mexicanos, dog. Where the fuck were we in the textbooks, right? Where were we weren't in the textbooks, and I mean, there's just so there's, we can go so deep down into this rabbit hole. But again, this is an introductory podcast. For now, I'll keep it simple and state that again, this is not meant to diminish in any way 
the struggles that black Americans face in the introductory uh, formation of this country so much as it is to establish a form of solidarity and understand that, yeah, dude, this was not something that was relegated specifically to one group, one ethnicity. This is something that is run the gamut of not just American history, not just Western history, but human history, man. It doesn't matter if you are black, white, Mexican. At one point or another, all humans on this planet have suffered at the direct expense of another group that has actively sought to oppress them, right? And me personally, I think this is fucked up for all kinds of reasons that we're going to talk about throughout the you know duration of not just these little podcasts that I got going on here, but through forthcoming videos that I got in the works, lectures I got in the works, et cetera, and so on and so forth. So again, the point is not to diminish the struggle of, you know, in the, 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 the black struggle in the United States of America so much as it is to establish a, a form of solidarity to let it know like, yeah, man, if you were in the Southeast in, in the early formation of this country and you were a black person, bro, shit must have been rough. I can't even imagine. But you know what the history books never taught us is how equally rough it was to be a brown person in the southwest of the United States of America. They don't teach us about the lynchings. They don't teach us about the racism. They don't teach us about, you know, the segregation. They don't teach us about the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. They don't teach us none of that shit. Right. And that's they schools that do that. Why they do it? I have a variety of reasons. So do other critical pedagogists themselves. Right. But I'm going to keep it simple and I'm going to just stay straight up because they don't want to. Right. This is why they outlawed, for instance, Chicano or Mexican-American studies in Arizona, because they know full well. Once you start teaching the people what's really up, it's a it's it's a quick it's a quick slide down to, you know, replacing outright the entire curriculum. And that's that's just the very beginning. I'm putting it very kindly right now. Right. What they teach is instead they is bullshit like Christopher Columbus discovered America. Man, how the fuck did Christopher Columbus discover America? Seriously, if there was already people here. Right. He didn't discover shit. Christopher Columbus came here, murdered, raped, tortured, etc. All the indigenous inhabitants that were already on this continent. Right. They were already here on Turtle Island long before any Europeans set foot on there. But they schools have us thinking otherwise. Right. And it's from this epistemic foundation upon which the entire curriculum is built upon. So circling back to our idea of ignorance, you ask yourself, like, damn, why are people so ignorant? It's, it's, it's not really a shock, right? Now, whether you want to be conspiratorially inclined to body, you want to be like Jay-Z and say the Illuminati got control of my mind, soul, and my body, that's up to you to decide, right? I, I fucking don't care less. My, what I care about is understanding the effect that this miseducation has on our lives still to this day. Whether it be on a personal level, you personally, me personally, acting all ignorant and shit because we've been miseducated and don't know how to act right. Or whether it be on a national level because the bulk of the American population has been miseducated and they don't know how to act right. Or whether it be even on a global level, man, where the whole world has just been subjected to the whims of the people in power, irrespective of where they reside in, the, on, on, on this, um, in this world, right? And that they've been actively kept in the dark for no other reason than doing so, for instance, helps keep the people in positions of power in power. Because <laughs> going back to the beginning of the lecture, man, knowledge is a very, very powerful thing. OK, hence the point of the podcast. I start thinking to myself, yo, you got like a lot of knowledge. I'm not trying to. I'm not. It's a weird flex. I know. Right. But uh, let's get one thing straight. My knowledge doesn't come from the fucking governing bodies. Uh, UT Austin didn't give me no knowledge. 
you know, uh, UTEP hasn't given me any knowledge. What gave me knowledge is me, myself, personally. Going out, fucking reading the books from a young age, et cetera, doing the reading on my own, right? All these schools did is help train me how to more properly use that knowledge to it to, to, so it could be more, you know, it's like, a, it's like a sword, man. I wield that shit like a sword, right? I said it before. I can say it again a million more times. My words are my sword, right? And all these institutional bodies have done, you know, through the study of philosophy specifically, is teach me how to sharpen it down to its most lethal form, okay? And that's what I want to do, too. I mean, this knowledge doesn't just do me any good if it's just me hoarding up all this knowledge. I might be the one that gets the glory for it, but I promise you, there are people out there in the world who have never stepped foot on a college campus who I've had conversations with blow my mind. I've had people with barely, barely, because it's, it's a huge accomplishment, but, you know, only in societal terms, a, 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 a bachelor's degree. And they might say to you, well, this guy has a, a, a master's degree, pointing to me, and he's on his way to work towards a doctorate degree. And this person only has a bachelor's degree or doesn't even have a college degree at all. They may even be a high school dropout. There's no way that that person, you know, can have this, uh, ideas that are of equal importance to this person with a master's degree, etc., Maybe, or maybe that person is smarter than I am, right? And they're more intelligent and they're more lethal with their words because, again, it's not the governing bodies that determine whether an individual is woke or not. It's how the individual's mentality approaches the accumulation of knowledge, right? As far as my approach to the accumulation of knowledge, it's great to have as much of it as possible, but it don't do me no good if I'm the only one with the knowledge. And thus, the desire to share it right? Hence the podcast, hence all the forthcoming videos that I'm going to be sharing with you all. Okay. Um, it's just, I, it's just a lot. I've been working on a lot. I'm not trying to self, be self-congratulatory here. Like, oh, God, it's so disgusting. Right. But real shit, you know, I've been working on a lot of stuff for the sole purpose of each one, teach one, man, just spread it out there. Give it to the people you all, right. And as fun a way as possible that doesn't make knowledge the knowledge building process boring <sighs> with that said um yeah it's not gonna just i mean this podcast is you know it's an introductory podcast it's not gonna just be straight philosophy right a lot of it's gonna be philosophy i'll definitely explain a lot of the philosophy right but some of it is also going to be you know a, a critical examination of the world that we're living in because I think one of the things that students definitely, I know me for sure when I first started philosophy, one of the things that we get hung up upon is this idea that philosophy is this dead study that is relegated to, you know, ancient Greece or something. It, this could not be any further from the truth. Philosophy is alive, man. Philosophy literally is life. I hate saying that word literally, but literally anything in life can be philosophy. It is philosophy. Life itself is philosophy, right? The philosophy, to be more specific, I guess I should say, comes when you start to examine the tendencies and start trying try to make sense of it all, right? And again, this is just an introductory lecture, so there's no need to explain it all now. But as you know, as these I said lecture, I meant fucking podcast, right? As they continue, I'll give you more nuanced definitions of what exactly philosophy is. But for now, the idea is it's not just going to be something that's been relegated to a textbook because that is definitely not what philosophy is, right? Let me, let me give you an example. 
one of my favorite approaches to philosophy, at least right now, is what is referred to as this indigenous resistance. Okay, you might have seen it in my little uh, post that I put on Instagram yesterday. It was part of my um, my ecology, right? That I posted up on the board. I'm I'm, I'm cycling through them right now. I'm actually going to talk about them here shortly. Um, but the idea between this indigenous resistance is much like the attitude that I just conveyed when it came time to talk about Christopher Columbus, for example, is this empowerment of traditionally marginalized peoples here on the Turtle Island, what, you know, typically referred to as the Americas, uh, who have finally come to a point in life where we are no longer allowing ourselves to just simply be shit upon, for lack of a better term, Right where we are reclaiming our historical identity, not because, well, at least for me personally, others, I can't speak on their behalf, but I know for me personally, not because I desire to live in the past, but because we're trying to reclaim uh, a people's, a history that has been actively suppressed, again, by these European institutions, okay? Now, I got to be very careful here when I say, I don't want to be careful. It's not about being careful. It's about keeping it real. When I say these European institutions, Please, I am begging you now, but I will talk about it in further detail. Please do not get it twisted with some fucking lame, played out form of identity politics because that is not what this is, okay? In fact, in fact, before I even continue with this indigenous resistance talk, let's be 100% clear with what I'm talking about. This hood philosophy that I'm talking about, you know, I actually, I question whether I should have even called it hood philosophy because... The entire time I was thinking, I was, I was working through this process of I'm going to make myself a little podcast and I'm going to start doing videos and I'm going to create my own first philosophy, et cetera, and so on and so forth. I was thinking to myself, what the fuck am I going to call it? What am I going to call my philosophy? What am I going to call my podcast, et cetera, and so on and so forth. And time and again, the one idea that kept coming to mind was the hood, right? It honestly started off as a joke, right? I was like, yeah, dog, I'm from the hood because, well, for those of you who know me personally, you from the hood too, probably, right? So I, I don't need to, I don't need to vent, I don't need to validate me or my past experience. I don't fucking care to, right? I know where I'm from. I know where I've come from, right? Whether you believe me or not, that's on you, Doug. Okay, but uh, I think one thing that, one reason why I struggle with it to begin with is because oh, people who don't think I'm from the hood, they're gonna think I'm, you know, I'm trying to front and trying to appropriate. Fuck them, right? And more importantly, just because it's hood philosophy doesn't mean it's just for people in the hood it's made by people from the hood like myself and it's you know straight up influenced by the hood but it's for everybody man it's just it's more like a, a quote-unquote punk rock approach to philosophy right but the idea here is that you can be in the quote-unquote hood and i'll talk about the hood later on I'll, I'll give you a very specific definition of what hood philosophy is what the hood is etc and so on and so forth in you know forthcoming lectures but for now i'll say one thing straight up it doesn't matter what color of skin you are. It doesn't matter your sexual orientation. It doesn't matter your gender, your ethnicity, your what doesn't none of that matters, okay? Being from the hood is a very direct it's it's about class consciousness, man. It's about the 99% of the people on this planet who are getting shit on come constantly by the 1%. And I'm not just saying the 1% in America cuz guess what, fuckheads? We are the 1% of the world, okay? We as Americans, we're the 1% of the world. So I'm not saying just the 1% of America. I'm saying the 1% of the world, okay? And then everybody else. That is the hood right there to me. And I promise you, I will give you a more, more nuanced definition of exactly what I'm talking about as the semester progresses. But for now, just remember, man, it's about class consciousness, right? 
So with this identity politics shit, get the fuck out of here. I am not trying to hear that. I have zero tolerance, zero patience for that shit, okay? Um, not because it's not important per se, but because it's just so tired and played out and it really is the most, at least in my eyes, basic. It's just, it's, it's the pumpkin spice Uggs of philosophy, right? It's the most basic played out shit, right? So um, with that in mind, talking about how this podcast works, it's not just going to be about philosophy and all that kind of shit. One of the things that I've been watching lately is the whole incident that occurred with these kids from Tennessee who were uh, harassing. I, you know, I'm not going to quote unquote and say it. Like, it, it seemed like they were harassing. I don't know. I've seen all the fucking videos, right? The, the indigenous men who were there, um, you know, and before I continue, let me please qualify this by saying that another, you know, like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, man, part of what has kept me from doing this is the fear. That's so stupid. I know. But you have to understand the circles that I run in, not just as a philosophy professor, but more importantly, more importantly, as a Ph.D. student. And I'll talk all about that as the t- when the time comes, I will talk about it. OK, but to say that I exist in very sensitive sensitive environments would be an understatement okay uh thankfully i'm at utep so it's not it's not that sensitive right but as a quote-unquote academic i exist in a larger even though undoubtedly insulated circle and what i'm about to say right now (laughs) is it wouldn't go over well it just wouldn't go over well for a variety of reasons that i'll definitely i keep promising you all these things i'm going to talk about right i i it's just I can't talk all about it at once, right? We gotta, we gotta, you know, spread it out. We gotta crawl where we ball, baby. But the idea here is simple. Listen, those kids might have been acting like shitheads, but guess what? When I was 16 years old, I was a fucking shithead. There's no doubt about it. Now I'm not saying that to justify their actions, but I mean, you know, really, realistically, what did that little boy do aside from just stand there smirking? There's some bullshit ass, crazy ass article that was saying that that little boy's face was the the personification of everything that's wrong with the white patriarchy and that he can never be forgiven. Like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, he might be a shithead and he might grow up to be a shithead, but that doesn't mean that he represents all the evil that's ever occurred throughout the entire world. That kid didn't choose to be born white, man. That kid didn't choose to be born uh, to be raised Catholic. His parents chose all that for him. Right. And he's just going through the process. Yeah. You know, Maybe a little philosophy will help them come to and realize that eh, maybe they shouldn't be wrong to shit on people because of the color of their skin, et cetera. But we don't even know that that's what he believes in. Just because he's wearing a hat, we're just going to assume that he's a shithead like, you know, everyone else that we uh, conveniently lump into this group of quote unquote Nazis. And and by the way, I mean, I, I, I don't see what the big fuss is. Again, going back to this, the way that we negatively view the world. If that was 50 years ago, man, that brown man would have been in fear for his life. I think he even said something to that extent when he was saying, like, that was the same face I saw when the lynching circles came around. Guess what, man? It's not 1950 no more. And the fact alone that he was able to stand there and beat his drum in the face of that child is evidence enough to know that, dude, the times are obviously changing, right? So this idea that this this, you know, indigenous man is somehow a hero and this, you know, little, this young child is somehow a villain for no other reason than, you know, he refused to back down. He didn't fucking have to back down. How about that? This is America, bro. I don't agree with what the little kid probably most likely stands for, but shit, I will defend his right to stand there no matter what, right? 
It might even be even standing there saying, well, I don't think Mexicans should be in America. Cool, dog. Guess what we're going to do? Well, guess what we're not going to do? We're not going to engage in fucking hand-to-hand combat to try to prove whose point is superior. We're going to try to discuss this in a philosophical manner. And hopefully I can convince you in the errors of your ways, right? I mean, just going back to this whole idea, not even going back to it, but touching upon this whole idea of punch a Nazi. Like, are you fucking kidding me, dog? That, if identity politics is the lowest form of discourse, straight up physical violence doesn't even register on the scale because of how fucking lame and pathetic it is, right? And by the way, maybe if you want to go around punching Nazis, you should probably learn how to fucking throw a punch or definitely even take a punch to begin with, right? Ah. <sighs> It's just a taste, man. It's just a taste, right? This idea. Basically, what's going on here is this is coming from an academic circle. What I'm afraid of is that this idea of social justice has taken a complete 180 and it's completely misrepresenting everything that it could stand for. And because of that, it's making the jobs of people like myself, the job I consider it a job. Yeah, I don't consider myself a social justice warrior, but I, like many other people on this planet, are in fact trying to work to help alleviate the conditions of suffering that people have historically found themselves in here on Turtle Island and around the world. And when we have to, when we fucking, we get sidetracked with this petty shit about some guy beating a drum in some kid's face and how this kid apparently is responsible for all the evil that's occurred. It makes a mockery of our um, desires, you know, to fight for a more equitable world. And it makes it more difficult for people like us to do so because we get lumped in with all these fucking soft ass people who assume that this kid is immediately to blame because, because what? Because he didn't back down? Like, come on, man. We get lumped in. We, people like myself and others who I'm sure fucking feel like I do, get lumped in with those people who want the quote-unquote safe space so they can go color when they get confronted with a difficult idea. The people who want to shout down, you know, fucking Jordan. Jordan Peterson's an asshole. Oh, we'll talk about Jordan Peterson as, as these lectures progress. But that doesn't mean you shout him down, man. That doesn't mean that you have the right to shut him down. This is America. We all have the right to talk, and whether you believe in it or not, it's completely irrelevant, right? Because I'm not willing to sacrifice the freedom of speech just because you personally are getting offended by what someone has to say. And this, that's just, it is what it is, man, right? So consider this then, this, this podcast, which I have called, which I'm going to call El Grito. It's going to be El Grito, right? It's going it's, it's, it's to be a space for people like myself to come in and talk about just how crazy shit has gotten on our quote unquote side of the debate. I say quote unquote because I'm not a, I'm not a, I, I have leftist tendencies, man, but I don't identify as a lefty. I for fuck sure don't identify as a right, as a conservative, right? I am, I, I would say my, I'm probably not even in the middle, man, because honestly, and I'll talk about this more as this shit progresses, but even politics itself, I'm, mm, I don't want to say transcend, but you know, here's my boy right here, Nietzsche. It's a great book. We'll talk about this book. I talk about all kinds of shit. Don't worry. Okay. But this is a biography on Nietzsche, right? And one of the things that he talks about is how he desired to not become a good German. He wanted to become a good European. And unfortunately, I'm not going to have time to talk about my little fucking ecology here to explain how Nietzsche influenced me as a philosophy. I'll talk about that shit tomorrow. Right. But I relate to that shit, man. Because my desire, I'm even going to transcend Nietzsche, right? Nietzsche's whole philosophy is built upon transcendence. I'm even going to take Nietzsche a step further. I don't desire to, to identify as a good Chicano. I don't even desire to identify as a good American. I desire to fucking identify as a good person, a good human being, right? This good individual who transcends any notion of identity, whether it be from a state, a religion, et cetera, and so on and so forth, Okay. And 
believe me again when I say that this is a very not popular opinion and I get it right but it's not going to stop me from voicing it at least not anymore because with this it's all I need man so with that in mind I'll go ahead and wind this bad boy down and leave you all be for now I hope you enjoyed this and if not well too bad and um yeah I look forward to sharing more with you all in the future until then peace